Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Ungrown Ups Podcast. You're listening to episode one, the first episode, and I'm Ryan. And I'm Matthew, and we are Ungrown Ups. We're adults, but we're young at heart. We're here to share our passion for toys, transportation, travel, tech, tacos, other T words, and probably other words that start with other letters with you guys. That's right. And since we know there are a ton of ungrown ups doing some really cool shit out there, we'll have friends and guests joining us to help us spread the ungrown up gospel. And speaking of guests, hi guys. Uh, so welcome back to the ungrown ups podcast. Our guest today, we actually have a guest, much like we promised, it's not just going to be Matthew and myself talking to you ad nauseum for. Uh, episode on episode we have a guest today his name is jason hi jason okay. hello uh jason our, i was gonna say is this the time we can just go take a break and let jason do all the work and then well that was the plan i was gonna ask him a couple questions and then i have to actually go uh, fuck off and do a few other things so um you guys have fun i could uh, be a little long-winded if you need me to no nah, i think that's uh, why you're here because we all can be so it'll just be perfect Great. jason is a guy that i've known for how long have we know each other jason 20 years Longer than that. We went to high school. When did you transfer to Foothill? Uh, it was so sophomore year. So that would be what, like ninety five. So like something like yeah, that. Math is like not twenty four years. Something like twenty three. Right. Going know. on twenty. <laughs> Long enough. Mid, mid over twenty. Yeah, Stop over twenty years. Stop reminding Ryan how old he is. Yeah, yeah. It, this is all We're just all now 40, gotten painful. Right? Uh, so I am. You are. Matthew is about to be. Yeah, next next month. When you turn forty, December, December. nothing changes. It's the same shit. Which, which is funny because I actually disagree with you. The second I turned forty, everything hurt worse, like overnight. No, I was already in pain. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care. Well, that's good to know. So uh, you are here because there's a couple things that we you've done that are pretty cool that I think fall in line with stuff that we're talking about. And I want to say it was two thousand and four feels right uh you and your brothers and some other folks went on a pretty cool trip and hopefully you can share some of that with us so especially since podcasts didn't exist in 2004 so this is the quickest we can get to covering his adventure i yeah, wanted to do this in 2004 <laughs> uh, but there was no medium to record voices no. onto some type of uh, internet. digital format yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. four track yeah well yeah, i guess that's one way to do but it not we digital oh, i guess you could have done digital. it by cassette yeah, it would have been all right. So uh, anyway, so in 2004, you guys went, or you and some other folks went on a trip. Why don't you uh, set this up for us? I have two brothers. I'm the oldest in my family. So me and my two brothers and one of our adopted family brothers, not literally adopted, but he's been around since day one. He's one of my brother's best friends. Uh, his name's Tucker. Uh, so me, Mike, Jeff, and Tucker went on a trip and saw a game at all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. So how did you guys plan that out? Like, were you going, okay, well, we're in California. We'll start in I California? Or was even it just... before you planned it, what was the impetus behind it? It was just you were bored one day and said, screw it, get in the van, let's go. <laughs> no, I mean, my, my family, basically born and raised, with baseballs in our hands. Like, my dad's a gigantic Angels fan. Before that, he lived and grew up in the Midwest. He was a Cardinals fan. And basically, baseball is in our blood. And I think Jeff saw an article one day about somebody who did it um, over the course of, like, two or three summers. Like, they went and saw, you know, 10 stadiums this year, 10 stadiums the next year. And his idea was, I work for dad. You work for dad because my dad was self-employed, had his own business. So me and Jeff worked for him. Why don't we, we can get the time off. See, basically, because you work for your father, you get unlimited vacation. Yeah. So take advantage of and the for family that situation. Purposes of that trip, he gave us his car. Got, oh, okay. We took his Ford Explorer <laughs> around the country. Um, he told us we had to put 91 octane in it, but we didn't. Yeah, well, I, I would. It doesn't need it. No, so, it doesn't. But he believed it did. So. <laughs> How many ballparks are there? 30. 30 ballparks. And so, I mean, obviously, depending on the games, I mean, you're trying to catch everybody at home, obviously, because if they're on the road, you can't visit them in the ballpark. So, how hard was it to line up the ideal? departure and arrival time to make sure that you're not sticking around in town for like five days waiting for the team to show up kind of thing yeah because it's not like they're all next door to each other no. yeah. they're pretty spread out it depends on where you're at like the northeast everything's right next to each other so you can bypass yeah new york you can one. hop around and get into a couple of ballparks but there's a good and... part of the middle of the country where there's nothing oh yeah denver kansas yeah. city like once you get to those areas like the texas you right. have the rangers and the astros but like other than that there's nothing down there right to go see anything so when we finally got the idea of doing it, we decided when we were going to do it that summer, teams released their schedules like end of the season before. So we already right. knew the schedules for all the teams. My brother, Mike was in San Diego in college at the time, so he didn't really have much help with the planning of it. Me and Jeff, what we did is we printed out each in team's individual schedule. So we had 30 schedules printed out, and we moved the furniture out of the living room, and we literally laid the schedules on the floor in the shape of the United States. Okay. So, so put each where team's they schedule would be right. where they were. And the ideal situation was we'd start with the Los Angeles Dodgers, go around the country, and end with the Angels because that's our So you'd start our team. with the worst team, well, second worst team first. 
You like well, the, if you're a Southern you California, like the Red Sox. Angels I, I do like the Red Sox, but I, I guess I would say the Dodgers and the and the Yankees are pretty much on par for garbage. Yeah, and then you throw the Red Sox on that, you got the trifecta. Well, but anyways, we can fight about that later. <laughs> um, so that was the ideal thing, and so what we did is we grabbed the Dodgers schedule and put it on top of the pile. And then we were like, okay, then we'll just go up the coast and we'll go to the Giants and the A's and in the Northern California. And then we'll drive up to Seattle and see the Mariners and then we'll cut across the country. And everything was fine until you got to, um, it was the two Canadian teams because it was the last year the Montreal Expos were a team. Oh. So you did end up getting into Canada to see those. Yeah, two, but right? this is okay. before all the crazy passport. We didn't even need a passport to get in there. Right. You needed just driver's just license. Drive across, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Um, so the problem we've got to is when you those two aren't that far from each other, and when you got to Toronto and the Expos are out of town, yep, you're kind of screwed. Because most teams, if you ever look at, if you live in an area where there's two teams, like the Angels and Dodgers are almost never in town at the same time. Right? Yeah, they're always opposites, or yeah. almost always opposites, right? There's a weekend here and there where maybe they're crisscrossing and they're both in town, but that's that's the problem we had. So the Canadian teams we couldn't find figure it out. So. We started over, and we went around them until we found where they were, and blah, blah, blah. Everything worked out fine going down the East Coast, and then you get to Florida, where the Marlins and the Rays are, and the same thing happened. Right. So yeah, so basically, in order to make the schedule correctly, we had to find out when the two Canadian teams, the two Florida teams, and the two Texas teams were in town at the same time, and based the entire trip around those three areas. Long story short, after we picked up all the schedules and figured that out off the floor, we had a pile of schedules, and our trip ended up starting in Cleveland. So we drove from Southern California <laughs> to Wait, Cleveland. So you, went, you went from, we're going to start in L.A. to Cleveland, which are, for those of you that don't know, basically the same thing. Yeah, they're really close. Yeah, together. super close. Only a couple thousand miles apart. Yeah. Um, but that's the only way it worked. So me and Tucker and Jeff got in the Explorer. Tucker had an Xbox. We had a portable battery. He sat in the back pretty much oh, the whole time playing an Xbox on a little TV screen in between the seats. And we drove to, to Cleveland. It took us like three days to get to Cleveland. My mic was taking finals at the time, so he flew out there and met us. So for these games, was the plan just to buy the cheapest seats possible just to say that you went to the game? Or was it, okay, let's always get field level? Or did you guys have like a, I guess, a game strategy in what? terms of where you wanted to sit? And did you uh, buy tickets in advance or was it yeah, just was, walk up? That was the next part of planning was figuring out the tickets. Right. Um, my dad, the company my dad had that we worked for was a screen printing company. And he printed for a guy whose son was a reliever on the Mariners. Okay. So I think we saw the Mariners. I mean, ideal, best, awesome, cool thing to do would have been able to see the Angels in every stadium. But obviously yeah, that would not be awesome. work out. So right. we didn't. Some games we went to, and it was just bored out of our mind at the game. Like I don't, I don't care who's playing between the Pirates and the 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 Rockies. Like you know. For the record, he's wearing a Pirates hat. It's because my nephew's on the Pirates the little right. league team. His number's on the back too. All right, um, fair enough. I have an uh, A's hat for the same reason. So um, where's I going with this? You didn't tickets. care about some of these things. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, tickets. so tickets. So when we were planning it, the guy my dad prints for, whose son was on the Mariners, we ended up, the schedule, we were seeing the Mariners four times. So, and the teams get tickets at every stadium for their players. Right. Okay. For guests and stuff. So four games were covered by him. That's cool. The Angels were cool. And the, I think we saw them three times on the road. And they covered three of the games. So how did you, did your dad or who reached out to the Angels? What was the connection there? Oh, we didn't. We just wrote a letter to their oh. front office. That's pretty rad. And that's what we actually did after we got the schedules sorted out and we knew what our schedule was, we wrote letters to all 30 teams. That's awesome. And told them, hey, this is what we're doing. Um, we saw 22 of the 30 games for free. Oh, that's rad. That's way They cool. gave us tickets. That's cool. Were there any stipulations? They say, we'll give you tickets, but you have to do X. Did they ask for anything in return or was it pretty much no, just... I mean, it was, there was a couple people that like wanted to meet us and stuff. And like, you know, the, when we, and when we did that, the couple stadiums where they wanted to meet us, like they ended up giving us tours of the stadium and stuff. So. Did That's you get to throw bad. out the first pitch in the game? No, didn't get to do that, unfortunately. Now, the tickets they were giving you, are they like the, the ones that you typically see for players like where their where their families are sitting behind home plate, like the Diamond Club kind of seats? Or were they just random locations throughout the ballparks? They were kind of random. I mean, the ones we saw with the Mariners guy, Mariners bullpen pitcher, were in the family section. So we're okay. sitting with some wives and other things like that. The ones the Angels gave us were generally in their team sections. So we were good seats there. And then the rest of them were kind of scattered about. Um, a lot of them were behind home plate, but not necessarily. A few of them were down at the bottom. A few of them were top. Um, ah, that's still pretty cool. Yeah. And the only ones we really had to buy were 
the dickheads you mentioned before. <laughs> the Red Sox and Yankees and other teams that wouldn't give them to us. I would never Red Sox guessed. was the most expensive ticket we had to buy. I think we spent 90 bucks a ticket to F- get into Fenway is ridiculous. Yeah, it was stupid. <clears throat> my uh, my brother-in-law my sister just went uh, a few months ago, went to see a game at Fenway, and I said, you should sit on the monster. They looked at tickets. They were 1000 bucks a piece. Holy yeah. shit. Oh, well, yeah. we, well, you were there, too. I was in Chicago over the summer. You were there, like, yeah. the day before I was there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I... I I decided not to. I've been to Wrigley three times. This is yep. my third time going. And like I wanted to sit on the roofs just because I thought it would be cool. The ones across the street. Yeah. They're not owned yeah. by the stadium. No, they're, they're not. They're owned by like Live Nation or somebody now. Right. Some yeah, I don't know who owns actually owns it. It's expensive. It's stupid expensive. Yeah. And they put on all those big screens now and stuff. Right. So, so yeah, your view's kind of blocked. Yeah, you can't even see anything. Half the stadium's blocked. And like when we were there in 2004, it was like being in there in 1914. There well, were no screens or no anything. They hadn't put any of that stuff in the first time I went. Is that where, were you saying, or somebody, maybe you posted a picture that you were, uh, you had an obstructive view there? That Which wasn't is, our seats. Oh, okay. Because that's that pretty. Was, my brother currently works for the Angels, and he got us, when we were, talk, we're talking about this past summer when me and Ryan yeah. were both in Chicago on the same week. He got us his tickets. One of the guys who used to work for him at the Angels front office in the ticket office um, now works for the Cubs. Yeah. And he got us t- tickets through him. And we were right behind home plate. But literally three seats to our right. The the way the, the Wrigley Field is set up is they have these giant metal I-beams, yeah. steel beams that hold up the entire stadium. So the upper level. And I guess there's 24 of them throughout the entire field. Right. But there's literally seats that are right behind each I-beam. Well, right, because you still need the revenue from the seat. Why yeah, would yeah. you not put a seat in? I mean, I don't know if you're going to have... If you're going to have this on a website or something, I'll give you... I'll send the picture to you. You can post it next, the, along with the podcast. It is pretty funny. Because it's a ridiculous Well, I mean, picture. there's blind baseball fans. They can buy those seats and still enjoy the uh, game. Uh, I, I did verify with the ticket guy there. He said that they... Uh, those seats they do not sell unless it's like a playoff game. Right. And, and then when they do sell those 24 seats, they make sure everyone knows, hey... You're not you seeing. do not have a view. You don't have a view of any of the field. The 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 the, the I-beam is so wide you it's can't nothing. see like the yeah. poles. <laughs> and it's but, like like maybe 18 inches in front of you. I was it's actually stupid. pretty surprised at the the tickets were relatively at least at Wrigley. I think they were inexpensive. I didn't pay a lot. I mean, we were pretty low down down to the field and I don't think they were more than 50 bucks. I was there once for a, a business trip and I wasn't able to actually stay around for the game, but no. I ended up just walking up to the ticket window and just buying the cheapest ticket I could get just to get in the park. And so I was able to walk the, the, uh, the inner, inner stadium and I watched batting practice. Oh, that's cool. And that was cool enough. But I mean, yeah. I, I wish I was able to stick around for the game. Yeah. I mean, if you really wanted to get in and especially depending on who they're playing, if it's a crap team, then tickets are actually pretty cheap. I don't actually even remember who was in town. Do you remember who was last summer? Who you saw? Dodgers. Mm, you're right. It was our game, but it was a good game because the Dodgers lost. So that, that was okay. <laughs> yeah, they lost. When I so was yeah. with your, your ballpark tour, what's your go-to ballpark cuisine? Is it just the simple dog and a beer? Or are you trying all the uh, local delicacies? Are you? I, I switched it up. There was like a lot of days where I would just eat a, what, I don't know. I, I didn't have anything specific. That cracker I Jacks at every ballpark. We have a, no, I'm not a big Cracker Jack fan. I like the caramel. Peanuts inside of there. That's yeah. the only part you, the, you pick the them out. Popcorn, like I, I don't know, I can do without Cracker Jack. So especially what, now that they don't have any good prizes anymore. On the trip, was there? What was your? I would say two questions. What was the biggest highlight of the trip, or what was your favorite stadium that you saw? Pittsburgh, and I'm wearing the hat. Yes, yeah. It has nothing to do. Why? With that. Why was Pittsburgh the best? Just, the, just amazing. Like the the stadium, the way it's laid out, it's like it's right on the uh, was it Allegheny River? Mm-hmm. Allegheny. I don't know how you say it. That sounded it, right. It's yeah. right on the river. Um, Nobody's gonna fact check that. Yeah. And it's it's the other side of the river is literally the entire downtown. Is oh, is the view open? And it open? just looms completely over the stadium. So where we where we were sitting behind home plate, you have the whole stadium, and then the Roberto Clemente Bridge is this big yellow bridge that crosses from the stadium to the downtown area, mm. and it's right over the center field and right field fences. Like you okay. can just see this giant bridge, and then the city is just barely beyond that. It looks like someone I don't know. It looks fake. So that's how cool it is. Are the Pittsburgh yeah, fans cool. also like into the game? Because the one thing that kind of sucks about going to baseball games in Southern California, especially nowadays, is everybody's on their phone or they're just like doing other things other than watching the game itself. And then, of course, once like the seventh inning hits, people start leaving because they want to beat traffic exiting the game. Ooh. So when you were doing this road trip and visiting other ballparks in other states, was that kind of the same thing? Or were there some ballparks where the fans were more into the game and it was a more, I guess, exciting 
spectator experience. Well, in 2004, you could really only play Snake on your phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a so, good point. <laughs> uh, no one was really on their phones for anything. I mean, what? The iPhone came out in like 2007 or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So that wasn't really a big deal um, as far as like distractions and stuff. I, I spent an inning every game wandering the stadium just because I wanted to see all the amenities and see what kind of cool stuff they had around the place. Did you pick up souvenirs like uh, 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 shot glasses or spoons or whatever they sell on the Yeah, well, I was going to that was my other question was yeah. what did you like for as an example, right? Like, so I go to hockey games every year. I go to a different stadium, different arena, different barn, whatever you want to call it. And every place I go, I buy a hat. That's my deal. I buy a hat. I take it home. I never wear it again because it's a team I just don't care about. But it's, you know, my souvenir. Was there a souvenir that every park you got, maybe it was a program or was there anything like that? I bought a pin every stadium. Okay. And my dad, when I mentioned before, he had the giant collection of baseball mm-hmm. stuff. His 50th birthday was in July when we got back. So we bought him one thing at every, at every place. Oh, that's cool for the collection. Yeah, um, but it had to be stadium specific, like you know something that was PNC Park in Pittsburgh or right. Dodger Stadium or you know Yankee Stadium. But specifically about the stadium, not the yeah team. for his collection. Yeah, yeah, so, that's cool. Interesting. Yeah, and my brother, one, my other brother bought a a program at every stadium. He's got those framed in like his office at his house on the wall. So I must take up program. like an entire wall. Because I'm, I'm a casual like two, sports fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a casual sports fan. I love the Angels because I'm, a, you know, Orange County, born and raised, Southern California kid. So I like the Angels, but I don't obsess about them. So I don't really care. But I, I like going to games rather than watching them on TV. Yeah. But for me, the most thrilling baseball game experiences I've had have been in Japan. Yeah, uh, I was going to bring that up. There. Yeah, yeah the, the Japanese fan experience, it's more like European soccer. The yeah, fans yeah. are chanting and cheering the entire game. There's performance sections in the outfield. There's like a home team performance section and a visiting team performance section. There's trumpets, drums, chants. It's just my Honestly, my favorite part about going to a baseball game in Japan is, yes, all of the fanfare. And every every single player has their own song. And every single person knows that player's song, which is amazing. But I really like the beer girls because they run around with an individual keg on their back. There's they, pony they kegs. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. And on some ballparks. And there's like a bunch of a selection too, yeah, right? Yeah. There's five or six different beers. Right. Rather when you go like U.S. ballparks. Basically, yeah. Well, and they have different jerseys to match the beer brand. So like here, like you go to a ballpark, it might just be all Budweiser. Right. You know, or all Coors or something like that. In Japan... Every major beer brand is represented. So there's the Asahi girl, there's the Kirin guy, and they're wearing baseball uniforms that are all branded like the beer brand, and they have pony kegs strapped to their back, and you don't even have to leave your seat. You just raise your hand or get their attention, and they come up to you and pour the beer right there. Yeah, it's great, because it's not like they're bringing this beer that they've had for an hour in the sun, right? They're bringing you off this insulated keg strapped to their back, and the mascots are great, too. Like they so when I went, I went to a, a game in Tokyo. I saw the Yakult Swallows, and yes, it's Yakult, like the probiotic yogurt. That's the sponsor, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's their sponsor, but it's rad because the mascot is this like awkwardly like sassy swallow. It, it's really bizarre. Like I don't know, you could take a swallow, turn it into an anime cartoon, and then attempt to make it sexy, but that's what they did. To the point where it was just it was bizarre, man. But it was so cool. It was, it was a really interesting experience. I don't think we could ever have that here. No, you couldn't. Everyone here is too cool. But like but it's wait, like wait, no wait, one's wait. gonna be like you get there and like every like you go to Japan like you're talking about in baseball games yeah. and everybody's like they throw away their inhibitions and they all make idiots of themselves oh, cheering yeah. and dancing and doing everything all game long. You go to Europe and like I mean I've been to a few Galaxy games and stuff and like I it's nothing compared to what they do for soccer. True, like sports fans here, it's just like I don't know. The, the, I went to a couple of Galaxy games this this season as well, and and there's still more spectator involvement, the chanting, the cheering. Yeah. So but I heard they're even does. weak yeah. compared to the LAFC. Oh, yeah. yeah. Someone well, told me that that team is crazy like as far as the fans go. And I've even not, then, they're not like the European soccer. No, players. I've not been to a game, a soccer game in Southern California, but I used to go to the, the Timbers games in Portland all the time. And they have an entire section. They call it the Timber Army. And it's a whole section of people that the entire game cheering songs every time there's a goal uh, scored they cut a section off of a giant log they have smoke bombs like it is they have a band that's playing the entire time i mean it is an absolute it's insanity you, you're definitely not going to see that at a baseball game you in might, japan you would well yeah. right but i'm that's saying here i'm saying here it's not gonna right. happen no not it's not gonna happen here the most you might get is the wave that I, seems to have kind of fallen off i, I remember as a kid there. the wave being an awesome experience and it went around the ballpark a couple times now you're 
lucky if it goes between foul poles. If it goes three seats, I <laughs> yeah. get annoyed. Like I just, we're, I, I don't know. At some point, the wave to me became absolutely idiotic, and we're not at a high school game anymore. So how Let's are you with beach it. balls? I don't care. Those have kind of died off. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. The ushers are super militant about getting and popping the thing, though. Yeah, because like, they don't want to end up on the, on the field. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so funny. what if a beach ball goes on the field? What's going to happen? How long was your actual trip? Uh, so you 48 had, days, about six weeks. 48 days. But if your brother flew out, does he really? No, we put an ass. If we have a website, if okay. anyone wants to look at it, it's baseballadventure2004.com. Uh, no spaces, no underscores, just the two words and then 2004. Um, but we have a statistics page on there. The reason why I bring that up is not to bring, not just say that there's a, we have miles driven or like things like that. My brother got an asterisk because he wasn't <laughs> driven the whole trip. Um, I got an asterisk for part of the driving. I drove the most miles. I forget how many. You'd have to look at the site to look uh, it up. 85, 89. I'm on your site now. There you go. I think we drove like 19,000. No. 18, 8, 11, according to your site. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Um, Did you stop for oil changes on this trip yeah. too? There's a, it's on the statistics. What does it say? Was that asshole? Uh, so uh, you did 18,811 miles, 37 states, two provinces. That's a Canadian. 67 gas stops, 996 gallons, five nights of camping, 14 nights with friends and family, 25 in a hotel, three night. Oh, you drove overnight three times, huh? That, and like didn't even stop. That were pretty gnarly. Was that just to make the game? Because like one was. Yeah, because the way the schedule was. The, the craziest drive of that whole trip was we had a night game in Milwaukee. And part of our, one of our rules, like we can't leave the game early. Okay. We have to watch a full game. So you. <laughs> Regardless of how boring it was, how no, there was or if it went like twenty three innings or, yeah, or something, yeah. yeah. Well, so, that was the thing. Milwaukee. Wait, you want to finish? That? Well, I was just gonna say five oil changes to answer Matthew's yeah, <laughs> query to you. But <laughs> what? So two things. Tell us about that. The long drives because that's ridiculous. And then what was the longest game that you saw? Mm, I think Minnesota was the longest game, and that was fifteen innings. Because I remember we sang the seventh inning stretch twice. We sang the fourteenth inning stretch. Oh damn! Oh my god! Um, but after the Minnesota game, I don't remember. I don't. But it's after Minnesota. I think we were still local. I think we stayed in Detroit or uh, Milwaukee after that, so it wasn't too bad. We got to sleep and then drove three or four hours the next day. Craziest drive was after the Milwaukee Brewers game. That game, I want to say, went ten or eleven innings. When we left the game, we got to the car. Our car, we had it was decorated. We had a logo my brother had created. It was a map of the U.S. and it had a big logo that said "Baseball Adventure 2004" on it. Had our website on the back of the car. On the left side of the car was all the American League logos. We had those like kind of get them wet and stick like yeah, decals yeah. on the car. Yeah. We had all the American League ones on the left side of the car, all the National League ones on the right side of the car. On the back window was a map of the United States. And after every single, the back side windows, um, after every single game, we put a new decal on there mm -hmm. of the team we just saw. The Explorer has got the driver's window. The one behind it for the back seat, and then the back, you know, cargo area. Yeah. So the one behind the front windows had it said next stop, and it had a big logo of where we were going. Oh, next. that's cool. So while we're driving down the road, people are honking. Right. After every game, we're hanging out with people in the parking lot because people would just wait for us at the car, like, "Holy shit, you're doing this? That's yeah. crazy!" And then we talk. We were wearing shirts that we might like once again screen printing. Screen printing we yeah. Right. So we made shirts for the tour. I think we had an extra like 200 shirts we brought with us that we gave to people. That's awesome. At the stadiums after yep. the game and stuff. Um, but we wore them at every game, so people behind us would be like, whoa, are you guys doing, doing this? this? Like, yeah, that's cool. Um, anyways, I'm going off on a tangent. Uh, the Milwaukee game ended after 10 innings. We get to the car. There's like a dozen people there. We talked to them for like a half hour. And after that, it's probably like oh, about midnight. Yep. We had one day off, and we had a day game in Tampa Bay. <laughs> So we had to wait, drive wait, 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 wait. We had we had basically a day and a half to drive from Milwaukee to Tampa Bay, Florida. That's far. Yeah. And then it was probably the worst storm I've ever driven in, in my life. Oh, good times. Like, yeah, I was awesome. I was probably maybe going twenty five in the right lane. Oh jeez. That's I couldn't see. The um wipers were on full blast and it was just So would your would your visit have counted if you showed up? After the first pitch was thrown, or would, would that have thrown things off if you showed up to the game late, or would you have said, "Yeah, no, we still went to the I'll game." Just we were say still no, there. it wouldn't count. We'd have to redo it. That's only because of the fact we made it. So, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you're going to well, do I your guess, own trip and you're not there by first pitch, you're, you lose. You have to. Start I guess all that over. would have been an additional asterisk, all right? Right. right. Mm -hmm. So 2024 is only a little over four years away. Would you go out and repeat this adventure and do yeah. the baseball adventure 2024? I don't know, man. It's it. It would be so expensive now. 
like compared to what it was before. I'll just say if I had unlimited funds and it was not a problem, like it, yeah. it was fun. I mean, there's a couple moments and a couple stories like I could have murdered one of my brothers. <laughs> That's like the hard part twice. is hanging out with family members like nonstop for 48 well, days. And you're in a car, like you're in a car oh, together. Yeah. That just yeah. becomes tedious. You're I not mean, away from them at all. Right. At least, you know, my trips, even when I meet people and I spend, you know, I'm on a motorcycle, I spend a couple of weeks with them. The greatest part about being on a bike is I don't have to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to wait for you. I'll yeah. just, I'll see you at the destination. And I've, I mean, I've done some road trips with people in a vehicle and I, 48 days that we said, yeah, no. Was there a point in the trip where you guys were almost said, screw this and walked away? No, my Mike did really. He had a moment. I think it was in Montreal where and he just was done well, because of me. But that's the thing. Like me and me and Mike, like I love it my brothers. The trip. It was I him. love my brothers, but like they're, it's just like you said. It's just put four people into a right. car for six weeks, and there just comes a point where, and it's different with brothers. Like like I mean, I'm I was in a band for ten years, and we went on tour and stuff like that. Actually, well, I guess that's not that much different. I don't know. Brothers, well, there's just something different about brothers. Like you just. Or siblings in general. I guess I mean, you, you get, only have sisters. So yeah. Well, when you get, I guess you get enough people in one spot for long enough, right? And people would stop being people. They start getting real. To quote the, the real, real world. world. Yeah. yeah. True story. Yeah. For those that don't know, the real world was a popular TV show on MTV in the nineties. <laughs> for those of you that don't know what the real world is, isn't it still on? It's probably I have no still idea. On. People probably know. I, I mean, MTV. That was, that was the start when MTV stopped showing music on their television channel and started showing real. Started getting real. Yeah. <laughs> It was all polite reality show program. Oh, that's what it is. People stop being polite and start getting real. Yeah. All right. Well, what else? Uh, what else do you want to tell us about this baseball trip? I don't know. There's just it was it was fun, man. There's just a lot. It's cool. The only real downside is you didn't have time. It was like being on tour in a band because like right. you get to a city, like you get to Chicago, and it's like we had. Well, let's not even say Chicago. Let's just say Kansas City. There's a lot of cool shit to do in Kansas right. City. And a lot of barbecue. To eat. But you had yeah, we had barbecue there. They have the Negro League Hall of Fame, and they've got the Jazz, I think the Jazz Hall of Fame. Or oh, that's cool. They're, they're really cool. And that stadium's beautiful, too. Coffin mm-hmm. Stadium's awesome. But you get to a town like Kansas City or Houston, and like you have to be somewhere the next day. Right. So you don't have time to stay and explore the city. So that was the only real downside. I mean, we talk about this trip to this day, and we're talking about it right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say at least... I don't know, six or seven times a year it gets brought up by someone or like something. And we, uh, so it's, I mean, it was a great experience. Since the baseball trip in yeah. 2004, there's been, I want to say seven or eight new baseball stadiums that have opened. And every year yeah, we right. go during the inaugural season, the four of us, and see okay. again. So we've you, but you to, fly out. Yes. Okay. So we've been to all the stadiums that have opened since. We're going to Texas next year because the Rangers are yep. getting a new stadium. So did you expand your collection and pick up more of those yeah, I got more programs pins and, pins and, pins and, and Yeah, we still buy them all. That's still cool. Get the same stuff. Um, it's just a weekend trip. It's kind of these ones are kind of nice because we get to actually explore the cities and the stuff. Like, right. yeah, because yeah, we'll go to a day game usually if we can on the Sunday. We'll go to a night game and we'll uh, just wander around wherever we're at. Okay, what blew you away? But then, what was the biggest letdown? There weren't really any real letdowns. I was a little disappointed in Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore is. It's still okay. I know what you're staring at. It's it is, cool mm-hmm. because of the whole concept of uh-huh. it. But it is so small compared to what I thought it was going to be. Well, and what's really frustrating, you see all these pictures and you're like, oh my God, it's amazing. It's huge. You're like right there. For those of you that have never been to Mount Rushmore. I've never been. You are not right there. And it is far enough away that you're like, what is this? You're at least like a half mile away. If you held a quarter up, you could cover it in your vision. It's not big. Why is it so damn far away? I don't know. know, It's just the way the mountains are, I guess. So yeah, underwhelming, I guess Mount Rushmore. I don't know. I could talk about that trip all day. We're still talking about the baseball trip. There's one. There's we saw Ken Griffey Jr.'s 500th home run, which was awesome. That's pretty amazing. That was that, and then uh, the other cool thing we saw baseball wise on the trip was uh, Eric Gagne, a reliever for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. He holds the record for like consecutive saves, which I think 62 or something like that. Um, and the game that we were at in Dodger Stadium was the blown save that ended the record. <laughs> <laughs> So that was kind of awesome, <laughs> being a Dodger hater. That's pretty cool. Um, so we saw that. Yeah. Let's, I mean, there's. it's just cool to go around the country with, you know, family. And as hard as times can be, like, you know, with them on and off and stuff like that. Like, there's one other story that's non-baseball related. About, I would say, 10 games into this, this the trip, we were in Cincinnati. And my brother bought a new video camera and a new uh, Canon, like, SLR and stuff for the trip to document it with. And after the game, we had all those stickers on the side of our van. So we had a little video ceremony we did after every game. 
So we get about two hours outside of Cincinnati, and my brother goes, after he's, like, rested for a little bit, he gets the air car and sets up the laptop, and he goes to get the camera bag to put all the footage and upload the stuff and put it onto our website, and the camera bag's not in the car. (laughs) Was it left on the ground or on the car? (laughs) So we're like, dude, where is it? We stop. We literally, we're 10 games in. We have all of our luggage. We've got 10 games worth of souvenirs for my dad. We've got all of our crap video games. We take everything out of the car. In the grand scheme of things, you're only a third of the way through. Yeah, but you're not going back. You just lost a third of your trip. Right. Like, you have no photos and no video. Like, what's the point of even making a video of the trip now? Because you just lost 10 stadiums, and you're not going to do that again. It's not in the car. It's not there. So we're two hours outside. We're like 120, 130 miles outside of Cincinnati on our way to Chicago. It's going to be pretty heartbreaking. We decide it was a day game in Cincinnati when we were there. So we're like, screw it. We're going back. Because there's a 99.9% chance that that camera bag is not in the parking lot we were in. Right. But there's a 0.1% chance that it might be. Well, and you have to check. Yes. Yeah. So we go back. Um, it's like the game ended like four. It's now like six thirty or seven when we get there. I forget. Did to pay to go back into the parking lot, or they even let you in? It was like one of those public ones. Oh, okay, like okay. Street. So we just kind of pulled up and like walked into it, and uh, nothing there. Obviously, we go to the stadium. There's no one there. It's a it's yeah. a Sunday game right. or something like that. Um, we found a security guard wandering around, and we say, "Dude, we tell him what, what's going on," and he goes and he's like, "I'll go see if I can find anything out." There's a couple people left in the front office still, so they go and check lost and found. It's not there. And so we just get in the car, defeated, pretty bummed out. And my, especially my brother who spent all the money on the gear. You well, know? it's not like it's not like somebody found a, you know, it, it's camera gear. It's expensive stuff. It's yeah. not stuff that most people, well, most humans, I'm just going to assume, are dishonest, are going to turn in. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like that's the stuff somebody walks off with, right? Yeah. So we, uh, that's what we thought, too. So my brother's like, you know what, I'm just going to treat... I'm going to go, we, I still want to record everything. So I'm going to go to Circuit City in the morning. Yeah, Circuit City was still a place. Love it. Um, we're going to go there in the morning and I'll get a new camera, a new video camera, and I'll treat them amazingly good and just return them after the trip's over. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> extended yeah, rental. Because that's how it's yeah. going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, especially in a, in a car for right. the next four weeks. Um, so he, we go to Chicago to the friend's house we're staying at. We go to bed. We wake up. Well, I, we don't wake up. I get woken up at like 5.30 in the morning by my brother Jeff, the camera one. And he's like, dude, you have to come here. You have to come here. You have to come here. I was like, why are you awake? Like, we were driving into the night. It was like a long night. We are exhausted from being on tour, basically. And uh, he's on the computer in the room that he was sleeping in on a cot. He's like, look at this. And I look, and inside of our camera bag, we had business cards. And we handed them out at the stadium. Yeah. And all it was was the logo and the website address. Nothing else. We just was like, you know, just so we go, hey, follow us along yeah, on our trip. Right, go right, on the message board. Right. Go into the guest book and stuff like that. Check our progress. There's an email from a guy named Paul Richards. Yes, I've met the guy once in my life and I know his name. Like it's, you know, he's a relative. And it says, hey, guys, um, I saw your car on my way into the game yesterday. And when I was leaving, I found a bag of cameras on the ground. Oh, man. I just wanted you to know I have them. And I'm as I'm reading this, I'm thinking to myself, sweet, he can just send us our cameras. You know, we'll pay him for shipping. Right. And reward or something. Go on reading a little bit further, and he says, uh, "He says I'm actually going to be entertaining some clients of mine at a White Sox game tomorrow night, where you will be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring them to you in person." That oh, is damn. There, what are the and odds? Going back to what happen. you said about people being honest and stuff, like right. that's that's what we always think is like everyone else. Anyone else finds that bag in their in that parking it's lot? It's gone. They go, hey, they get home, they go, hey, honey, we got new cameras, right? Or they pawn it. And he told he ended up telling us later, like he didn't he was like he saw the bag and he saw the business cards when he looked inside. And he knew right away because he had seen our car on right. the way in and he saw the logo that matched the car. Um, he said he's all originally I was gonna just take care of it when I got back from my trip. He's all but then I felt weird, I, like I should let you guys know right away. That's why I emailed you and that's when I saw the schedule. So the schedule was already you guys already had already stop had by stop posted. on yeah, the website. Like, so, you know, so he knew he knew where we were gonna be and oh, he just crazy. happened to randomly be there at the same time. That's so awesome. Um, so what did he get as a reward? Well, we met up with him at the game. We we missed one a t-shirt? game. Like I had my my little shitty like Canon camera, so I took pictures at the Cubs game. Yeah, um, but we didn't have good video. We didn't have good photos. Sure, but we still had it documented. And then we got our game the stuff back for the White Sox game. Um, when we met up with him at the stadium, we met him in uh, in the concourse, and he's like gave us our stuff. My brother went to give him like a hundred bucks because we we're yeah poor college students. We didn't have any money at the time. 
uh, but you know, we'll give you a hundred dollars for what you did. Right. Like awesome. two beers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, now it's two beers. Back then it was <laughs> yeah, probably like three. 15. <laughs> uh, but he, uh, he's like, no, I don't want your money. He's like, I was going to be here anyway. It's no big deal, dude. And yeah. we're like, can we just buy you some food or something? No, I don't need anything. And I was like, can we just get you a beer? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you can give me a beer. <laughs> so for, he did it for a beer. That's awesome. Um, that went on to like, I don't know. It, you just don't see people do good shit like that. Quick little side note to that. My dad, when we found out we lost him, he called the Cincinnati Inquirer, their main newspaper, and they said, oh, well, we can put an ad in the classified section about lost cameras. And we're like, no. That's not going to help. They called him back the next day after we already found out about this. They're like, oh, we can do something on the sports page. And right. My dad's like, I got a better story for you now. And did, they so ended did up they write calling it? us and interviewing us and telling the whole story in the paper. We were somewhere in, when we went to Mount Rushmore and stuff, when we were driving from Kansas City up north to Seattle, there were some, we were in the Badlands and we saw some bikers I forget how the whole story went, but they oh, this, ended up, they saw our car and they were like, oh, you guys are the guys doing the baseball trip. We saw your article in the Cincinnati Inquirer. And like, <laughs> we're, in, really we're in like South Dakota now. It's like people around the country were like seeing this article. News travels out of Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. So, that's pretty, pretty awesome. So knowing now what you know, kind of, you know, the lessons you learned and stuff, if you were going to do it again in 2024, what's the biggest part you would do different? To do what we did, I don't know if you could do anything different. I mean, less people, more people, different cars, separate cars, more cars. Cars be too expensive to take more cars. I just, I think, autopilot on a Tesla. Maybe planning. We were planning on camping most of the time, but the weather sucks that time of year, right? And most of the country, and like, because we went in May is when we left, and then that's like the end of spring and stuff. And those, the reason why we didn't camp so much and we spent so many nights in hotels because it was raining. When you're pretty early into the season, even. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I really don't know anything we could have done different. I mean, the good times, the bad times of that trip, like they were what they were. And I don't know. Do you guys See? weigh yourself that's before and after the trip? Oh, <laughs> that's what Did I would you? do differently. Weigh yourself? That's what I would do differently. <laughs> Um, We're gonna have to do the whole trip over to just to see how much weight we gain. Oh man! And there's no or unless lost. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> unless you're going to the like the gym and not eating. I mean, you're sitting in a car. Car, yeah, yeah. yeah. We definitely right. weren't going to the gym. I promise you that. <laughs> well, maybe that you change that this time. Fat, well, that's stinky. That's what happens when you, as you get older. That's part oh. of. Four dudes Every day. in a car with no girls for weeks. At yeah, a time. How how bad did that car smell? Don't know. Smell like axe. Once you're, you know, you get in your environment and you're part of it, you don't really notice. Would I change anything? Nah. That's pretty awesome. Well, let's take a quick break. All right. That was one hell of a break. We sat around drinking water. So you didn't miss much. But anyway, so. It's crazy. (laughs) Crazy water. Oh, yeah. Water break. Uh, Anyway, so now that we're back, we wanted to catch up with uh, Jason and see if there was anything that he wanted or got. So, want it or got it? Get anything? I'm actually, I left my house this morning to come here in the middle of building the new Yoda set from Lego. So, that would be your latest purchase? That's my newest got it, I guess. Yeah. And it's what fun. do you think about it? It's cool. Did you, do you have the BB-8? I have it. I've never built it. Oh, I actually bought it. It's very interesting the way that one's built. Yeah. And this one's kind of built the same way, so it's fun. I bought BB-8 actually not for myself. I bought it for my nephew and I never gave it to him, so it's in my Which means garage. you're keeping it now. Yeah, basically. Yeah. How many unopened sets do you have now in your collection? Oh, probably 20 <laughs> something. I have nowhere to put them. That's my excuse. But you keep buying them. Yeah. That's well, okay. You're not alone. No. How many do you have that are unopened? Uh, only like maybe six. This is like seven. listening to single women talk about their cats. Oh, yeah. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's Lego, though. Right. I mean, I love Lego, but I have a nine year old son, so I can kind of justify the purchase. But the sets. <laughs> are only unopened until they're given to him. Yeah. Meaning right. like they're unopened because it's a present. Right. And then as soon as he gets it, it's open. And but it's, it's for a child. Well, See, yeah. we're, we are, what, affles? Is that what they're called? A-F-O-L, not assholes. <laughs> we're not assholes, we're affles. What, which adults? is an adult fan of Lego. Oh, yeah, oh. there you go. And that's okay. a whole different category. Some of these people are buying stuff to his investments. Some of them are buying them. We, we talked about that before. And it's crazy when you look at like the stock market, you look at investments, and you look at Legos as an investment. Over time, you end up making more money yeah. on return for a Lego set than you can with other purchases, mm-hmm. which you is just a have trip. To buy a bunch of them in order to... <laughs> Make yeah. Any money. Well, wasn't there some guy like wasn't the crux of that article was there was a guy that financed his college through yeah. Lego kits he had as a mm-hmm. kid or something like that? That's ridiculous. But he also didn't buy them as an investment. It just happened to work out. Isn't that what it was? Yeah. I would hope so because I mean that is that, this seemed like a strange plan, like the Beanie Baby plan, where you buy these things to never touch them or use them and then hope to sell them for profit later. I actually bought a Beanie Baby yesterday. 
not they're still for sale. Ninety seven. You bought one yesterday. I bought one yesterday. Yeah, they're why they are still for sale. So it was my niece's birthday. She loves unicorns. A CVS. Oh, of all places. Was your receipt twenty seven feet long? Uh, no, I actually told them respectfully I didn't want a receipt. They emailed it to you instead. It's a twenty seven page PDF. Uh, yeah, I was actually surprised that they they still have Beanie Babies, and they had them, and it was a unicorn. She loves unicorns. Now, do you think it was actually new, or is it new old stock that was made, like, in 1996, and it's just never <laughs> it's sold? It's been sitting in the factory it's actually, warehouse. It's a new series. They have, it's called Beanie Baby Boo, and they have these big, like, wide eyes. Oh, like, like the emoji kind of eye, or? Don't have yeah. anything to say about this. I, <laughs> a grown man. And, and I'll, I'll be, I'll be what honest What do you think that you? cashier thought, watching... Ryan come in with a beard, you know, walking in tattooed, sleeved, and be like, I would like to buy this beanie baby. Did you buy anything else with it that was embarrassing? Like No, it was a beanie well, but it was or... a beanie baby and a birthday card. Okay. So, so it yeah. wasn't like Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like I was just buying a beanie baby. Yeah. Although What do they go for these days? I'll I'll be honest, I didn't even look. <laughs> I just, I That's saw how it. much you love her. Well, no, I but do. the other thing is, it's like, I mean, could have been seven bucks, maybe. Yeah, but what greeting it, cards are like seven bucks just for a piece of paper folded in half. It is amazing how yeah. expensive greeting cards are. I bought are. a $12 greeting card the other day for a birthday. Did it play music? Yeah, it was amazing. See, yeah. I, I hate those cards that play music I or hate them wiggle, too. vibrate, or anything. But this one was great. <laughs> Wait, go ahead I'm and finish not. your thought. I'm sorry. So every time, every time I go have to, you know, get a greeting card or something like that, my and I'm with my son. That's the first thing he does. Is he runs for any of the music cards and grabs it. And I'm just like, no, they are horrendous. But they are awesome if you take them apart and know what to do with them. Because there's a little tab in there. So when you pull the tab back, it activates the sound chip. Uh-huh. Right. So when I was working as a car stereo installer, car audio installer. I would take the cards apart and put them in people's toolboxes. So when they open the drawer, it would play. They would start playing. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But it would pull the tab out completely. So when you close the drawer, stop. it wouldn't <laughs> stop until the battery died. That is amazing. <laughs> they actually make cards like that now. Yes. There's something you can oh, really? buy. It's kind of like those, like, I don't know. Like, like glitter bombs or something like that? Yeah. 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 What? They, That's when like... you open the card, the, the you press the button to start it and it won't turn off. And the only way to make it stop is to actually take the thing out and destroy it. So what was the uh, the electronic greeting card that you purchased? Yeah. Oh, it was, it was it makes no sense. It, it was a <laughs> life miniature does. t-shirt. Okay, like let's say it was. So the fit. card was in the shape of a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. And it was like on a hanger, and you pulled the hanger part up to make the sound start. Okay. I think I've on seen on the this. shirt was a cat in a taco shell. Yes, I have. And underneath seen this. it said Taco Cat. Okay. And when you pulled the little hanger on top, it started flashing lights, and it has an original song called Taco Cat. That was the, my the son's The lyrics were something about like Taco Cat, Taco Cat, spelled the same way front and back, and back to front too, okay. like it's in Rewind, so something about having a happy birthday, and Taco Cat or something, I don't know. <laughs> but the song... You know, it's on my phone. I could try playing it into the oh mic. Oh, <laughs> no, let's, let's not do that. <laughs> not, yeah, let's not do yeah. that. Um, yeah, but it was... The person I was giving it to, it was worth twelve bucks. All right, I, I told her she's not getting a card for the next two years. <laughs> That's six dollars more. Normally, spend like four bucks a card, three bucks a card. Yeah, store stores. It's it's insane how expensive greeting cards are. It actually doesn't make any sense. My sister goes well, to Dollar I Tree because I guess they sell them there. They're all dollar. Yeah, like ninety nine cent cards. That or makes whatever. sense. But it's probably all the same cards. There's a big selection, I guess. I don't They're know. all blank on the inside. You're like, damn it. Next time you need a beanie baby, you should go by there and see I will. if they have any. I will go to... I don't know that I've ever stepped foot in a Dollar Tree in my life. Oh, dude, it's worse than Walmart. Like, you know the people of Walmart websites? Like, those people look like red carpet attire compared to the people at 99 Cent Store. I went to... Because my, my sister is, like, big at planning parties and things like that. And right. she always goes to Dollar Tree because... Yeah, because cheap decorations. Everything is, there is yeah. dirt cheap. And right. my sister... The people I'm talking about, my sister is not one of them. But you, she you suffers. Do need to she that. goes in there yeah. just to buy the cheap, like because I mean they sell groceries. They sell all kinds of stuff at like Dollar Tree and places like that. So and can I get a dollar steak? I don't know. I don't think Maybe. it'd be like it, like processed it's like foods, sodas, like snacks, and candy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. chips, and stuff like that. But like the big bags, like yeah, you yeah. buy at a grocery store. Um, but the people that shop there for that kind of stuff, those are the crazies. I kind of want to go there now. Oh, if, would, if you go, it's like Harbor Freight. Right for tools and stuff. If you go there knowing that you're only going to use it once or twice, you don't worry about the purchase. Just because right. even if you wasted three dollars, you got your two uses out of the product. You're fine with it. Right. And so, like my wife does the same thing. So she picked up a bunch of Halloween decor that's sitting outside the house. So it'll get sun dried or you know faded or whatever. 
But if it lasts the holiday season, sweet. If it doesn't, toss it. No big deal. But what it? What are the people? Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, actually, I, the one we went to was was fine, just because it's it was in a decent area. It wasn't right. like it. Yeah, it, it, I guess it all depends on the neighborhood. Because that's the other thing is like going to Walmart for me is an interesting experience because these people don't live. They don't. They don't look like my neighbors, right? Well, so it, then you wonder, like, yeah. where, where are they, they come coming from? from? Ever, and so then it's just like, all ever, right. Do you ever it, get the feeling too, though, like when because I mean, we're sitting here talking about the people of Walmart website right. and stuff like that, where like you know there's butt cracks hanging out and people wearing things you'd never expect people to wear. Like, if you're ever in a Walmart, do you ever think to yourself, "Am I one of them?" <laughs> well, no, because if I have ever been in a Walmart, I'm in for a specific yeah, purpose. Actually, maybe you know what? Maybe. Are you in pajama pants? No, like, I'm. I'm in this. I'm shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> like I, I'm not. Every time I go out in public, I guess I should say I kind of try to not be that person, right? Yeah. So I'm not wearing yoga pants and a crop top with your hair in a man bun. That'd be a good yeah. look for you. It might be. It might work. <laughs> yoga pants and a crop top. Maybe as long some as like Crocs or a Birkenstocks. Or oh something. god. There's called... some places where that's that's the place to be. Right. You got. Like, I got a friend do. who lived who grew up in like. Louisiana, like not in New Orleans, like middle of nowhere in right. Louisiana, and like he's all. That's what we did on a Friday night. Everybody yeah, went we, to Walmart and we hung out. You got the McDonald's. You grab something to eat. You're eating fries, walking around the rest, rest of the store. All right. So if Yoda was your most recent purchase, and it doesn't have to be Lego, but is there something on the list that oh, this is you know something I really want to get that you don't have yet? I I well everything I buy is Lego. I really don't spend any money on anything else. I buy the new modular set every January. Pretty much every time they bring out a new release of something, like when they do like their quarter releases of sets, I'll buy something. Um, so do you buy it within a particular theme, or do you have like all the Harry Potter stuff, all the Minecraft eh, stuff, all the most of it's Star Wars. Okay, and most of it's either that or the like I said, the modular sets, like the right. city sets that they release, like the cinema or the restaurants, things like that. Um, so I've got kind of a little like city set up in my thing, um, living room sort of. But I don't discriminate against anything. I've got some city sets. I haven't <laughs> bought any of the Friends sets. That's what I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. Eddie, I don't have any of those. There's a couple I've looked at them, but I'm like, I just, no. The thing that pisses me off about the Lego Friends is that the minifigs aren't minifigs. They're not minifigs. Right. That's the one main reason I won't buy them. Right, because the that scale the seems colors. kind of strange. Well, yeah. Some of those buildings, if they were like in normal colors, I'd be like, sweet. But I don't need things that are fluorescent pink and Well, you could always get the digital directions for them and then just like... Piece it out through yeah. Rebrickable or right. through the Lego website. Right, I've thought about doing that. Yeah, most I of the stuff. I just recently started using the the program. What is it? The the digital designer program. Oh, where you can buy. make your own sets. Yeah, because that's like the next step. Have I, you done I, it? I've uh, messed around with it. I'm not very good at it. There's some people that I see some of the renderings of people yeah, post like, stuff online. I'm like, holy shit! It's like CAD with Lego. It's yeah, pretty it's gnarly. insane. Like interiors of buildings and all the stuff they make. Like it's there's a guy that uh, so you know they've they've had the Hoth and then the Endor one, right? Those little mini sets for the anniversary. There's a guy that uh, did one for Tatooine, like all these other ones that he's designing out. So he's using a lot of the advent calendar little mini builds to do them. Okay, Those and then cool. he's building yeah. So and then he's building these like. You know, I'm on. It's a Facebook group on on Facebook. But <laughs> that's okay. I'm a oh. member of three. Don't feel bad. Yeah, I'm not going to tell Wait, you how many. Three I just, different I know. groups. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't involve myself with them. Like I'm not. I don't. I don't post things. I don't. I just kind of use it to look at ideas of what but people. What are, are doing. the differences between these three groups? Is like is one like a Lego group? One's a Star Wars Lego group. One's a no. It's just everyone's posting stuff that they they Build? made. Yeah. And like it's just cool to get some ideas of things that'll honestly probably never ever do. But. It is kind of interesting, like the groups on on Facebook. Like my wife went uh, to Sanibel Island, Florida, uh, because it's big for seashelling, and apparently there's seashelling groups, and people are going, "Oh, I went to so and so place, and I got these shells, and they're showing off their collection that they found that day or whatever." I don't get it. She she did it to kind of figure out where she should go visit before she went on the trip, because she wanted to come back with some shells as souvenirs. I'm like, sure. that makes sense. That trip was over a year ago. She's still in the group. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Are there different shells in different places? I, I mean, guess. I guess like different beaches sense. and different different and types, different colors. Different and marine life. Like six. So. I did. I remember going to like stores down by the beach and stuff and going into an actual store and like buying shells. 
I remember going to the beach and picking up like little shells and then yeah. 10 minutes later going, what the hell am I going to do with these? And then just. Well, and that's the thing is like she collected them. She has a couple of them and, and she uses them as, as like she has a bowl with them in there. So it's, it's pretty right. minor. Yeah, but some of these people on these Facebook groups are like hot gluing the shells all over their floor lamps or like their furniture uh, and turning it into I like a thing. And then it's like. It's like stuff you see at the Pasadena Rose Bowl. Right. <laughs> It's it's the shabby chic, really heavy on the shabby side right. of things. You're just like, oh geez, that's crafty. Yes, they they probably all have an Etsy page or Pinterest. Right? Definitely Pinterest yeah, for sure. I have never been on Pinterest, and and I don't I, I hate Pinterest because it. it fucks up Google image searches. Every time I look for something and I oh that's a great picture, I click on it, it's somebody's Pinterest pin thing, and right, like, and then you try to it. scroll and you can't because it tries to want it tries to make you sign up, and yeah. then I get pissed off and go back and look at it, try and find a different picture. Exactly, and it happens to me every time. It's angry about the internet now. No, it's, no, like, it's like cookies. I don't need to know that you have cookies on your website. Like well, every, I feel like every website I go to now, I have to say, okay. Yeah, it's right. part of the privacy thing. I get it, but, but yeah. I'm, is anyone not saying okay? Like everyone, I mean, they've yeah. been there all along. They're just telling you, hey, Up we front, have this yeah. now. Go so. away. Just use your cookies. It's fine. I, I don't care. On yeah. a very grumpy episode of Ungrown Ups. Right. Now we're just bitching <laughs> about the internet. So <laughs> guess what? We all sound old. <laughs> How did we get here? You I mentioned want, I want the Star Destroyer, but I'll never buy it. Is that the I think you will buy it. I can't spend seven hundred bucks. That's what on I mean. Okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I spent eight hundred on the Millennium Falcon. I was gonna say I but, know for a fact you have that. But to me, that's more iconic. Okay. And it's like twice as many pieces. And I get that the the Star Destroyer that's bigger pieces, so they're more per piece. You're supposed to look at weight. Yes, right. I get that, but it's I don't know, man. I just I don't know if I that the the lemonade that the I can't speak the Millennium Falcon. Um, my birthday is in the beginning of December, and yep. right like three weeks before Christmas. So my mom and my sister both said we'll pay for half of it. Right. But it's your birthday and your Christmas, eh, which makes so sense. I only paid four hundred for the Millennium Falcon. Well, it's funny when only four hundred. Yeah. yeah, well, that's yeah. like most sets now that are awesome are they're expensive. I yeah, I, I, like I had the uh, the Porsche GT three Technic set, and that yeah. was like a three hundred dollars set or four hundred dollars set. I can't remember how much it was, but I won some online contest, and I got a five hundred dollars Visa gift card or whatever. So I spent it on that. So I didn't really spend any of my own personal money. Right, but. I could have bought a bunch of shit for that $500 gift card, but I got a pretty sweet Lego set. Well, we, we talked about... And so it's weird because you're just finding a goal. I didn't spend my own money, but you're like, this was money yeah. that could have been spent. You could on, have spent it somewhere right. else. Right. It's like being at a table in Vegas and you're up a thousand bucks and then you leave with nothing. Like if you went if you went there with a hundred dollars and you got to 1100 and then you left with a hundred dollars, you didn't break even. You lost a thousand dollars. You well, could have I mean, walked away. All the drinks you got comped. You could have walked away with a thousand bucks. And you but it didn't. wasn't your so money. same thing. Like yeah. you, you could have. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't agree. That's a whole other. <laughs> so we'll talk about. We'll talk on the next episode. We, we so gambling. we we actually were talking about the Star Destroyer came up on the last uh, episode because I really want it. Like I, that is one of my. Have you seen it? Yes. It's I, massive. It's it's massive. There's That's the to put other it. reason why I can't justify it. I have right. nowhere to put it. Well, even the Millennium Falcon I have, and I haven't built it. But the Millennium Falcon is not tall. It's, no. It's three feet wide by two feet wide, but it's only like six inches tall, so sure, you could you, mount it sideways. But where are you going to put it? You could put it on top have of you your built shelf it? over here. No, that's the other thing. I've right. for two years. Exactly. still in the box. But so when the, when the, uh, the original Star Destroyer Lego set came out, that's one purchase that I wish I had made, and I never did. And so for this one, I'm like, uh... Uh, maybe, maybe. Is there a serious fear of missing out and not building this, owning it, what? owning it? Like I just, I don't know. It's one of my favorite ships from the entire series. You should just buy somebody's box. What are you doing? Box? Well, you're not going to build the damn things. You don't have any room to put it up, so you can point and go. I got so I, just own, I own the box. I guess if I put some enough weight in it, nobody know the yeah, difference. Yeah, just right? some bulk bricks in there, so it yeah, has, it, it passes the, the shake test. Yeah, the shake test. <laughs> So what that's I do, what, and I, I pick it up, and I just kind of caress it. That's what. I, that's my new industry. I'm going to start selling brand new Lego packaging that looks. I mean, it's the legit Lego packaging, but it's just yeah, empty yeah. inside. There are so there's actually people in these in these groups that specifically look for the packages, right? And they just buy the boxes. Like that's weird to me. Do you throw yours out? I throw most of them out. Yeah, like let's see. I've got the Sith suit here. Voltron took me eight and a half hours. Did I, you have a timer running? I time myself. That's a long time. 
That's a long time. I'm going to tell you something that I don't tell anyone. Not that everyone's going to know. The Disney Castle, I have the Disney Castle. That one took 13 and a half hours. Now, you're scrolling through a list. What is it? Just every, I just, I, I, like every two bag, hours here, one bag, hour? Oh, wow. Like bag one, bag two. Or, each, is, or maybe the amount of time I was working. So like if you look at this right here, like that took me 30 minutes. And that's the total amount of time spent so far. And then I worked for four minutes. With yeah, so give me the running right. time. Holy so crap. So like... What am I so you're basically now? flagging the amount of time you're spending on these things. Just on the yeah. big sets, just because I'm interested in seeing how it is. And uh, So he's going to set uh, his labor rates. He's going to start over right. a Lego yeah, assembly yeah, service. I'm I'm not OCD. I'm going to premise this. No, yeah. Let's, I'm looking at your Voltron yeah. right now. And what did I say? Voltron was eight and a half hours? Yeah. I bet you yours took probably six. Maybe. Maybe yours was, I'll guarantee you, you did it faster than mine. Okay. I but, was, but why? I would build sets. All to me, it's therapeutic. Like, you yeah. know, it yeah. kind of gets me out of I, myself for a little while. It's it, like, it's super soothing. It's calming. So I've been, I was building sets and I don't remember why she even said it or what made her say it. But Allie looked at the bricks and saw that like the word Lego is on the top of every stud. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, did you smooth God. the thing? Smooth? No, she reoriented all the bricks. So Legos read the same. If you look at all of my sets. Yeah. Oh, all no. They the all face the same direction. So it's funny. All that of you, my studs face. You can read it yeah. vertically, or you can read it. They face that to the left. It's funny that you you say that because I've looked at them in the past as I'm building them. I'm like, oh, I should orient, and then two seconds later, I'm like, nope, don't care. There you go. I don't care about that. That is I, OCD, by the way. I don't care about it when it comes to Lego. OCD about. But if I'm doing something with like a screw or bolt head, yeah, I'll make sure that the Phillips screws are all perpendicular, so they're all you know lined up, lined up, right? Or like the uh, the bolt heads are all square. So when it comes to nuts and bolts, I'll do that. Right. Just because there's not as nearly many as there are on a Lego. But for like my home improvement projects or working on the car, I'll do it to that extent. But Legos, I, no. I don't look at them that closely to really even care, I guess. I know now, though. Now that she brought it up, it's right. like, I know it's in my head. So like, I, so she never and said Yoda, anything. if you look at the new Yoda, there's nothing but studs on his jacket. It's supposed to look like a tweed kind of like, right. like, you know, cloak. So you have them all. What if the piece, the way the piece goes on doesn't Sometimes allow for that? Sometimes there's seats that don't, then you just live with it. And I'm okay with that. Or do you reorient everything? Like the the ones that are shaped like an L, you know what I mean? Like yeah. where like you can't, you don't have a choice. Right. Like they're all facing a certain way. But if it's just a single stud, it's always red vertically. And if it's I think uh, you know what you need to do now, Ryan. No. Take all your Legos apart. You nope. need to go to Jason's house and move one brick yeah. and flip it over I and put it back that. and not say anything and see if he notices. You said you would or happen. you wouldn't? I wouldn't notice. I don't you wouldn't know. <laughs> That's a bummer. <laughs> Did you get any of the twentieth anniversary uh, Star Wars ones? Uh no. No? I'm trying to avoid, like you were just talking about buying small sets. I'm trying not to buy small sets because I could buy everything. Yeah, and that's the hard part. Right? Where does it like stop? Forty bucks to spend every time I go to Target to right. buy a Lego set. Like, yeah. there's certain things that, like, I see that, like, I want to get. But right now, if I follow my plan, which I'm not going to, yeah. But if I do, I'm just going to be buying like UCS Star Wars sets and the, and uh, the modular, modular Ultimate, Ultimate Collector series. Oh, wow! Yeah, they're the big ones. They're like the really detailed like. Is UCS like Facebook fan page lingo or something? No, no, no it's no, actually no. on the box. It's Star Wars. It's I mean, it's the Lego. Star box it says Ultimate Collector series. Yeah. Huh. And um, it's I don't know that they do UCS for any other other than Star Wars. The do they? Tumblr was. Oh, was it? Yeah, and I don't. What distinguishes um, it? Is it just they're larger, the really, more it, detailed? It's okay. the seven hundred dollar yeah. Star Destroyer, gotcha, right. eight hundred dollar Millennium Falcon. Right. So those, I want to get all the. I'm going to continue getting those. Other than unless they are all going to be seven hundred bucks going right. forward, then I don't know what I'm going to do. And the the modulars, just because they I like the city buildings. They're really cool. It's fun. I don't have any kids. I, I get a lot of the ideas sets. I, I like, like the idea sets. I so the birds one I don't have, but I did buy from. So my mom, just for the record, and she's going to hear this, and I don't care. We call her the crazy bird lady, um, because she just that's she's the crazy bird lady. Does but she have birds? Or she no, just she just stuff? so she has a ton of bird feeders in the backyard, and she like gets the binoculars out, and and she'll wake you up if you're taking a nap to look at the hawk. Like she loves birds, and that's fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. But for her, it was Christmas or her birthday, whatever it was, one year I bought her the bird set and made her build them. And now she's since taken them apart and put them in a closet. She actually had them on display for a while. Really? Yeah, which is pretty funny. Yeah. So, Jason, another thing that, as long as you're here, I want to talk to you about, both in the music, um, one thing is playing stuff, right? I haven't picked up my instruments, admittedly, in a while. But you were in a touring band for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, something uh, is going on here uh, pretty shortly. So just wanted to give you a chance to... Tell everybody about it and, uh, and what's happening with that. 
Um, I was in a band called The Color Turning for about a decade. We did a lot of touring. We were on a record label with Stone Temple Pilots. Um, Which is kind of a big deal. It's it was not cool. I mean, I got to see Scott Weiland sober. you were playing a, a similar genre of music? or eh, Honestly, no. You were Scott? It's really weird. Scott started a label called Soft Drive Records. And there was a band called The Actual, which was like kind of like an indie rockish kind of band, like kind of like a I don't know, they're kind of garage rock, but they um, it's like the Get Up Kids if they were a little dirtier, a little grungier. Um, and for some reason, he liked them. He wanted to start his own record label. He signed them, and then he signed a country band, and then he signed a band that's like Velvet Revolver was, and then he signed us. And we were like, I always tell people we were like Coldplay with a little more of an edge with distortion. So blue rather than yellow. Yeah, kind of. We were that like the was... middle ground between Coldplay and like Radiohead. Okay, okay. I can see uh, that. There's some other indie bands a lot of people probably wouldn't know, like Engine Down and things like that that we kind of sounded like too. But like uh, kind of throw Radiohead, Jawbreaker, and Coldplay into a blender, and that was kind of us. But yeah, we he's, he signed us on his label, whatever. And Still pretty cool. I mean, you're it's, and that's a professional musician at that point, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I honestly never made any money, but I never, after we were signed and after, like, halfway through the band, life of the band, like, we weren't making money, but we were, weren't paying for anything either. Right. Like, you know, we'd make enough money on the road to pay for the road and pay for our bills when we got home. Which is... Um, and I got to play at, like, Red Rocks and the Greek Theater in Berkeley, and I got to play with Frank Black from the Pixies and Black Rebel Motorcycle Club and Cage the Elephant. I booked them for a gig once, too. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I played some car show with you, huh? Yeah, what that's was right. That? Uh, it was, it was a hot and poor night show. Nights, yeah. But it wasn't at night. It was during the day. No, it was like hot and poor <laughs> afternoon or something like that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. That was in Irvine. That yeah, was, it was in Irvine. That was back in the day. Yeah, that was um, a long time ago. Anyways, uh, that went on until about 2011, and then it got to the point where we were just kind of like, you we're all in our 30s now, and you just you can only sleep on floors and couches for so long before it just gets old. Right. I think we did really well. We had a lot of good reviews. We just never got that lucky break that you need to right to make, make a living. Time, off of yeah. it. You didn't have that one radio sing- single that would have kind of pushed things. I think we did. We just never got the right person that would you know get it to the people that yeah. play it. But uh, about what is it now? It's October. So in August, beginning of August, um, our guitar player David passed away. He uh, perfectly healthy dude. And he just had a heart attack out of nowhere. Oh jeez. Um, won't go into details about what happened, but we lost him at the age of 40. He got married in April, so we'd only been married for four months. And we decided to put together a show to be a benefit. We're going to raise some money to help his uh, widow with some uh, money that she needs. And she's also in the process with his family of starting um, a charity. That's I think if they get it all off the ground and it all works out, it's going to be a charity that like helps uh, younger, underprivileged kids get guitar lessons. Cool. So uh, we're going to be raising money for those things. Um, we, so we booked a show at the Troubadour. It's going to be us. He was in a band called Astoria in the early 2000s, and they've gotten back together. Some of their guys live in Texas. They're coming back out to play the show. Uh, there's a band called Bed that he was in after us. Mm-hmm. They're getting back together. Uh, he played keyboards in a band called Limbeck for about maybe a year. Had some music on one of their EPs. Limbeck's going to play the show. And then two of our really good friends... Um, it's a band called The Wild Forever, which is a guy named Gabe Williams from Arizona. He's coming out to play. And uh, Great Glass Elevator, which is another band we played with who's from, I think, La Habra. Sorry if I got that wrong, guys. Um, but they're going to play too. So we're going to try to make it a seamless show, which basically means that some of them are only playing acoustic because they can't get all their band members back. Sure. So we're going to have the acoustic acts play in between sets. That would be cool. So that way there's not really any downtime. No house music. Uh, yeah, if we can do it to work the way we want it to be. Right. Um, and then... Uh, it's on a Sunday, November 17th at the Troubadour in Hollywood, which was awesome because that's one of our favorite venues to play at. So we're doing that show on Sunday, November 17th. Uh, if you buy tickets ahead of time, you can get them through the Troubadour's website, and they're 18 bucks um, plus probably a few bucks of ticket, ticket, fees, ticket and yeah. fees and stuff like that. Um, and then Is that the only them, place to get them? Uh, yeah, as far as I know. You just go to their calendar on the Troubadour's website, troubadour.com, um, and then when you click on November 17th, It'll take you to the wherever the link is to buy them. And for those of you that don't know how to spell Troubadour, it's T-R-O-U-B-A-D-O-U-R.com. That's so funny because I was going to spell it out too. Were you? I, just I, to I was sure. giving people way too much credit, I guess. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe I just it's assume the worst. It's not a word you use. No, no it's not. not. Really. And, uh, and we don't use a lot of O-U-R here in the, uh, the U.S. either. That's true. So for all the people of Walmart out there, that's how you spell Troubadour. <laughs> all you people of the $99 the dollar only store. Yeah, that's great. So we've, just for the, just really quick, and this would mean nothing in the context of everything else, but we've got dollar store, Walmart, 
Taco Time and Taco Bell eliminated. They're on our shit list. Yeah, they will not uh, ever want anything to do with us. No, you can get really good. You can get really good holiday decorations at the dollar store. Yes, but we have disparaged their clientele. Their clientele. (laughs) Oh, the clientele. (laughs) I thought I was just trying to say something nice about the store. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sure the store is lovely. Again, I've never been to one, but I'll I'll walk into one at some point. Anyways. um, So, yeah. For the third time, November 17th. It's an early show. It's going to be at 6 p.m. Because, you know, we want as many people as family and friends. It's all ages. Um, so anybody who can come out and celebrate David with us and uh, raise some money for a good cause, that's what we'll be doing. Yeah, it'd be rad. Anybody that wants to go, again, you can get tickets at troubadour.com. It would be super awesome to go out and support uh, some two really cool charities. Um, yeah, I, I think that's really neat that you're doing that. And it's a tragedy, but it also maybe something you know good can come out of it. So. We appreciate that. Jason, great to have you. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It was super fun. And uh, yeah, thanks for being guest one, actually. Yeah, buddy. Bring me back. I'll come back anytime you want to talk about random nonsense. I, I guarantee you we will need to because at a certain point we're going to run out of, out of people that are willing to talk to us, I'm sure. Awesome, dude. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. Matthew, Jason, guys, it's been great, uh, great doing this. And uh, yeah, everybody, we'll see you later. You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups Podcast. For this, we apologize.